Hello and welcome to A Thousand Hours, a Football Manager podcast, uh, or otherwise known as an alternate title that did not get used, is a vehicle for three people called Alex to have a chat every now and again. Uh, my name's Alex Towles, we've got with alongside me Alex Woodward. Hello. And Alex Tant brown oh, I would say good evening, uh, but it's, it's not time time specific is this yeah that's our podcast work Uh, and it we will be for the purposes of this podcast we'll be referring to each other using surnames only to make your life easier so we've got towels woodward and tamp brown your fine co-hosts through this journey of just talking about football manager football manager is just a vehicle for us to have a chat every now and again uh this podcast will come out when we feel like recording it and when we feel like editing it so, no idea if this is going to be the first of many episodes, or if we're going to record this one, and then never again. But you know what? That's absolutely fine, because it's Football Manager. We don't. No one knows how they feel going into a Football Manager save. It could last them 15 seasons, they could get sacked after 6 months. And that is what life is all about. So, let's get straight into it. This first episode, we are going to be talking about... Some teams that we may want to play in the new game, because, fingers crossed, all things going well, this episode is coming out on November the 8th, as Football Manager 23 is released to the public. Uh, So, this will be a podcast where we will go through 10 teams each. So the maximum number of teams we're going to suggest for you today is 30. Uh, 10 teams each that you could play as in Football Manager and have an interesting time. However, we have not told each other what our teams are, so there's every chance we've all picked the same 10 teams, uh, and then the least amount of teams you're going to get is 10. So Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, but the chance is there. So you'll be finding out somewhere between 10 and 30 recommendations for football manager teams to play, it, for football teams to play in Football Manager in 2023. So let's kick off. Uh, Alex Woodward. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you broke your first roll well. <laughs> immediately. Just, I have to say, the skeletal meme. Do you know how little that navers it down? <laughs> do you know how little it navers it down? I have, I do not apparently. But yes, uh, Woodward, you can start. So, listening back to last year's podcast because we did this on the sports splits last year, mm-hmm. and I, I listened back to it, and I was really surprised that I didn't actually list one of my main reasons. But I picked Red Star last year. This is relevant, by the way. But the year before, obviously, the French League season was absolutely fascinating. And I was sat there watching some of the games and I went, you know what, I should really do a a Red a, a French League save. And I decided upon Red Star later on. So, of course, last year, I think we'd all probably agree, though I might be wrong, that the most interesting of the top five leagues in Europe was Serie A because I, I thought it was fascinating uh, we would be AC Milan into the title race and the, the fact it actually did have a relegation battle, which is more than can be said for some other leagues. But it was it was really good, and that is why I decided to do a save in Italy this year, and after much deliberation, I decided to pick Cagliari to okay. start off. So Cagliari obviously were relegated from Serie A last year. If I remember correctly, it was the Vaidrum nil nil with Vanetti on the last day, and like they only needed a win because Salernitana were losing eighty seven nil. 
but they couldn't quite get a goal. And so they've fallen down into Serie B. They're, you know, traditionally a, a slightly bigger club than Serie B levels. I can't remember, I think they've spent more years in Serie A than they have in any other league in Italy. But right. obviously, your aim is to get them back up into Serie A and to get them performing even higher than they were before. The fascinating thing for me, of course, is that they're based on... I forgot the name of the island now. Uh, Sardinia. Mm-hmm. They're based on Sardinia. So they're not based on the Italian mainland. And I just like the idea, kind of like Mallorca in La Liga or Ajaccio in France, that the champions of a league would come from not that mainland. Like, mm. it feels that, that, like that a, a real idea. verity. Yeah, it's, it's so, like, like the, the harder version of this save that I think is more virally popular on the internet is, like, doing a save in Spain in the Spanish leagues, either with, mm. like, a team from Andorra or, I think, like, yeah. there's a Spanish colony on, colony on the top in Africa. of Africa. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like doing yeah. And so, Sieta. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, sorry. Uh, one other thing, they're moving into a new stadium. Um, presumably, in 2025, they've uh, confirmed all the plans. They're now waiting for them to be signed off. So I think you'll be able to put that stadium in, in the in-game editor, because their current stadium, Unipol Domus, is only a temporary stadium, as you can tell if you just look at it for three seconds. And of yeah. course final thing to mention with Kaoyubi before I, I let you two speak about it is that one of the things I found in researching this and older fans who are listening to this probably know already but I didn't back in Italian 90 England were based in Kaoyubi and the visa they were based there is because the Italians didn't want them on the mainland <laughs> yes I heard about this I, I, I was listening to another podcast uh, which I do yeah. Wait, highly recommend what another one yeah there's many podcasts going Deutsch uh, no, I, I, I was listening Shameless. to 22 Goals uh, by The Ringer, uh, which is yes. incredible, and you should listen to it. Um, but they were talking about one of those 22 goals, which happened in Italia 90. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, which is bad of me. But you know what? Go listen to it. It's a good good podcast, yes. 22 Goals. Uh, not, not that Spotify need the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a recommendation nonetheless. I was going to say, um, if you're on Barcelona's yeah. shirts, you hardly need any advertising, do you? Yeah, exactly. Um, no. Am I okay to propose a rival to to Mr. Right, before Woodward? you do, before you do, I have realised one spot into this that we forgot to run through the rules at the start. Oh yeah, we it. did this last year in all fairness, so I'm starting to think it's a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> so the rules of the game, if you will, are each of us are not allowed like within our own personal lists of ten, you are not allowed to pick a team from the same league, right? So you couldn't have Manchester City and Manchester United, for example, because they're both in the Premier League. Not that any of us would particularly find a United or City save interesting, but that's the example I picked. So here we are. Uh, There aren't any other rules that we went with that I can think of. It was three teams per country. Three teams per country, yes. So you can't just have ten teams from Spain, for example. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think I've got any more than two teams from the same country. So we're good. Oh wait, no, I do have three yeah. English teams. We'll get to that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I have three Sam English Brown, teams. You've got a suggestion from Cagliari. Uh, well, you, you, first of all, you were talking about oh, having three English teams. I've actually got one team from every country. I've, nice. I've really diversified this year. 
Fantastic. After, my, after some of my suggestions last year, which went down like a, a lead balloon at a children's birthday party. Lazio. <laughs> it was purely for Luca Romero. It was purely yeah. for him. Um, well, if, if you're thinking of Italy, right, and you're thinking of maybe someone who is a fallen giant, right, you know, Cagliari's there having fallen down to, to Serie B. Right, I'm going to cut you short. Is it Parma or Palermo? No. Oh, damn it. No. Um, if I were going, if I, I wonder if it's going to be the other one that I was going to pick because there was another one I was deeply considering. <laughs> I think. It, Can I guess it? Go for it. My other team, and I was going to say this at the end, was if you're going to do another save in Serie A, I would recommend Bavi. No, it's not Barry. Oh, is it not? No, this team. Also, Bavi wins Champions League. Just sounds funny. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it in Wales with Barry Town. Why not? Oh, that'd be incredible. Oh, Bavi, Bavi, Champions League final. There we go. That's what double save. That's a network save. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. No, if if I were to tell you that in Series C, specifically in the uh, Girona A, there is a seven-time Syria winner who won the league three times in a row. Okay, you probably I feel like I, I've definitely seen this when I was researching for this pod, but I cannot remember. <laughs> you, you you probably wouldn't be able to tell me who they are because they've, I don't think they've been in the top flight for the past. 20 years definitely um, and this team is Provercelli from Series oh, okay. C um, beautiful kind yeah. of little team and is the definition of a fallen giant but they fell so 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 long ago um, <laughs> they went bankrupt at one point in their history I think it was in the early 2000s most teams in Italy now <clears throat> shock yeah. horror but the best part about this save right is that they're based in Piedmont, okay, which means that their right, well, at least some sort of local rivalry is to be had with guess who? Juventus. Yeah. Do you want to know why I know that? Because they were called uh, Piedmonte Calcio on, uh, on, on FIFA. FIFA yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, I knew it because of cycling and watching the Giro d'Italia. <laughs> Because they, they, they've got so many hours of broadcast to cover, they just spit out useless information. Um, but the interesting thing is that their average season ticket price is at £86 and their average ticket price is £13. So we talked about the finances in Italy. You're not going to get raise a lot of money from your, your, ground, from your ground on match days because your only capacity in your stadium is 5,500. And um, to, to talk about the the general financial status of this club it's it's not great they're professional no. um, but they just can't seem to get out of Serie C okay and that's that's I think that's the interesting part is to first and foremost get them out of Serie C where there are quite a few traditionally big teams in it- Italian football but also to get them to rival Juventus and get them their three back to back Serie A titles that's the challenge that I want to that, that, that's a very decent long-term save idea and if, if you if you will yeah. as we've gone we, if we're staying in italy for our first suggestions i will give my italian team suggestion and it's uh, a lot of my suggestions i've got a real smattering a range of save lengths if you will because i know not as many there aren't many people who put as many hours into one football manager save as we will going like 10, 15 seasons deep. A lot of people want something that they can do in like four or five seasons. So a couple of my saves, save suggestions are of that length. And I think a good medium term length save of that 
ilk uh, would be with Fiorentina. Uh, in they are obviously one of the bigger sides in Serie A, uh, one of the Italy's traditional seven sisters, the seven biggest clubs in Italy. But they haven't won the Serie A title since 1968-69, and they are kind of a mid-table team at the moment, or at least they have been in recent seasons. Uh, at the start of the save, they're predicted to finish 8th, so outside of the European places. But they do have some really interesting players scattered throughout their squad. Uh, Milenkovic is a centre-back who's been very highly rated over the last few years. Uh, Nico Gonzalez, uh, once off Stuttgart, Stuttgart is there. And the li their line is led by Luka Jovic, who's trying to get a bit of a remontada of a career after blowing up at Frankfurt and then going to Real Madrid less successfully, somewhat. So they've got the potential in that side to be really, really exciting and really, really good. Uh, so the challenge is simple. You've got five years. Just go and win Serie A with Fiorentina. So, yeah, all three of them could go Definitely. in. So I'm guessing, unless anyone's got any other... I'm trying to see if I've got any suggestions from Serie A. Oh, yeah, I forget. So. We try and, we no. try and compile uh, top ten from our 30. <laughs> I forget that that's yeah. how this works. Well, last year we did top 20 because midway through I did the maths and went, nah. <laughs> so, yeah, so all three of them make the provisional list. I think if we get over 20, we'll cut it down because last year we were lucky in that only 19 made the final list and then we suggested somebody mm. else and then that was the 20. But this year, that might we'll change. So, Fiorentina... Calgary and Pro Pacelli make the list to start off. Uh, are we wrapping around then? Uh, yeah, sure. Alex Woodward, give us the next one. Okay, so I think the next one I'm going to do, I'm going to go down to the Dritte Liga in mm -hmm. Germany because I've got to I've got to mention Germany, right? Otherwise, all of my many millions of followers on Going Deutsch will go bad. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think there's obviously a few interesting teams to do in the Drisliga and a few fallen giants, but I'm not actually going to do a fallen giant this year. I'm going to suggest a side who are on the up, because you may know that, as of point of recording, top of the Drisliga is Alversberg. Mm. What even is an Alversberg? I wrote once on my first ever following St. Pauli article, when St. Pauli were beaten by a then region Liga Alversberg. So they've got into the Dritter. Expected, obviously, to be struggling against survival, but or struggling for survival, I should say. But they have actually rocketed up the league. They, of course, famously beat Bayer Leverkusen in the first round of the DFB Pokal, which was more of a shock then than it is now. But they have been absolutely exceptional to start off the season. They have a real chance of going straight through the Dritte League going into the Spider Bundesliga, fingers crossed for them. So, obviously... Take the club over as a newly promoted side and get them into the Bundesliga and fighting with the big guns by Munich and Borussia Dortmund. I, I think that's the save that's most interesting to me this year, if only because it's more unique to 2022-23. Hmm. It, is, it is very unique. Uh, you know what? I really actually considered them. But I've also got a team from the, the, the Dry Liga. Dritte Liga. So the we're going to have to bin off one of these teams. We're going to have to force to at gunpoint. But, but yes. the thing is, I, I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of happy to say, to say yes to to Woodward's suggestion. I was gonna, I was thinking about eighteen sixty Munich as you know, build them back up. But we suggested them last year, 
So I wanted to kind of go a bit, bit more diverse and talk about Dynamo Dresden in the Dritterliga. Uh, because famously, after the reunification of Germany, East German teams have not done well in the top flight of German football. And Dresden is based in East Germany. And it's one of the most successful clubs from East German football. Um, pre-1939, I believe. Am I right in saying that? I think it is, yeah. We'll go with that. Why not? Um, and they were in the Bundesliga from 1991 to 95, But they've been relegated and they've sort of flitted between the second and fourth tiers. And the, the only reason I suggested them is because I think it's a bit different to kind of go, oh, well, not 1860 Munich, why don't you go with Dynamo Dresden? But um, Alex has blown me out of the water with his <laughs> with his uh, save idea, and I'm happy to yeah. doff my cap. Fair enough. There are also reasons why Dynamo Dresden were so successful in the East German game, and uh, they're not great. Yes. So before before we go into um, other ones and I, I there are a couple of other interesting teams in the Dritter Liga and I'll, I'll mention someone on the next episode of going Deutsch but <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, a couple of the other ones obviously Saarbrücken are down there and there they're quite an interesting team just go and read the history of Saarbrücken because of the football club because they are a bit weird and as Ez- Awe started off the season horrifically in in the Dritter Liga after being relegated from the to last year so Reviving them would be quite interesting. And also, lovely stadium and also horrendous mascot. But, yeah, there's a few others that are in the dritter at the moment that really stand out. But, yeah, Alversburg, for me, the key team. And, of course, as mentioned, 1860 Munich. All right, so... So who goes well, next? Uh, I Towels will give my save, my German suggestion. Uh, and my German suggestion actually comes from the Zweite Bundesliga. And this is the first one where I think there might actually be a crossover, depending on... What Woodward's gone with in the Zweiter? Uh, I do have a uh, scene. I've gone with Armenia Bielefeld. Is that a crossover, Alex? No, it's not. Nah. You're so close, are you on the same lines? Yes, because. No, I, does, that, does that mean you're going to put forward Greuther Firth? Yeah, I am going to put forward Greuther yes. Firth. So, uh, two teams got relegated from the Bundesliga last season Armenia Bielefeld and Greuther Firth. Uh, and both of those teams now occupy the bottom two places of the Zweite Bundesliga as we record. Uh, Armin Wienerveld are the ones that I went with because they are currently rock bottom of the Zweite uh, and so they they're, they're struggling it's fair to say. If you were going to do a save with Albersburg, uh, it might look very similar to the recent history of Armenia Bielefeld. Uh, in the Dritte Liga as recently as 1415, uh, they got promoted to the Zweite and then went up to the Bundesliga in 2020. Survived for a season, but then came down last season and now are really, really struggling in the Zweite Bundesliga. Uh, Alex knows a bit more about the German leagues than me, so I will let him go off on one about what exactly is going wrong at Armenia Bielefeld. Wow, what isn't going wrong? To be honest, at first, as sorry, listeners of Going Deutsch will know, <laughs> it's just so many chances to bring it up. Just so many chances. I mean, this one is kind of <laughs> but, Going Deutsch bait. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't really know, because they started off the season and it looked like a bit of a relegation hangover. They sacked uh, Uli Forte, or Uli Fort, whatever his name is, after four games. And under their new manager, Daniel Scherning, they just have not recovered. And to be honest, this is the thing, right? It's not like they're getting unlucky. They're just bad. 
like in every game I've watched, including the game I'm currently watching as we're recording this, they've just been bad. And the same goes for Goyce Firth as well, but the atmosphere at Armini Bielefeld has been so negative this year, from the fans to the players to the management, nothing, nothing's going well. And to be honest, sometimes it's easy to go into really elaborative sort of descriptions as to why everything's failing. With Armini Bielefeld, all I can say is bad. Bad players, bad everything. It's just yeah. awful. Uh, the, the challenge, so the, what I've got written down is the simple challenge is can you stop the rot? Can you keep Armini Bielefeld mm. up? Keep, maybe even get them back. Can you stay longer than four games? Yeah. <laughs> well, with, uh, with rumours about how the... Hiring and sacking has gone in the FM22 beta. Maybe not. Maybe they're quite hard, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but, but you know what, what? As we've been talking about um, fourth and Bielefeld here, Alex, uh, why don't you give your reasons for for, for greater fourth, and then we'll let Alex Tam Brown decide which of the teams goes in the last. Oh God, decisions. So I knew I wanted to do one of the two relegated sides just because they've been fascinating so far this year. Fascinating in like the way. I car crash you just can't take your eyes yeah. from it right <laughs> so Greuther Firth are having the exact same problems they've sna- they've sacked Mark Schneider recently and uh, they've just hired a new manager last week and the same problem sort of persists because again they just look bad in every game they play they're, they're absolutely terrible for me the reason I picked Greuther Firth is just because they're more of an underdog like their promotion to the to the Bundesliga last time out was a surprise. I don't remember anyone back in 2020-21 having them as even close to favourites. In fact, I think they were expected to be in a relegation battle. They go up last year, they're absolutely abysmal. They get one point in their opening 15-16 games of the season. And they come back down. They've obviously lost players. And they're just... It, it feels to me like if you can... Get them, first of all, solidified in the fighter, which at the moment looks like a bit of a challenge. And then get them into the Bundesliga, you could become quite easily the greatest manager in the club's history. And that's sort of something to, to work towards. And just making them something they've never been before, whereas Bielefeld have had a bit more success. I, I think it's probably a, bit a, a point more, to make that yeah. like, as much as these sides are really struggling in real life, uh, we have no idea if that would be the case in Football Manager. Because obviously both of these teams were predicted that's to be pushing for promotion in this fighter and I've just absolutely cacked it. So it's every chance that you yeah. dug into your football manager save as uh, Goris Firth or Amelia Bielefeld and find you're having a much, much easier time than they have been in real life. So I think that's worth noting regardless if you're gonna, thinking about taking yeah. one of these teams on. Uh, but Alex? But for me, it was it was the stature of Firth compared mm. to Bielefeld that just made it. I, I prefer to play as the underdog, um, to be honest, so... Yeah, that's probably what made me more interested in doing going to Firth. There is an honourable mention, by the way, that I want to, to do but after Tampa Rams I'm, decided. I'm, I'm going shock horror that the honourable mention is St. Pauli. But... It's actually not. Oh. Though, if you do want the challenge of how of having them score the football goal <laughs> for once... Uh, they're your team. Um, I, I was watching them today going, why do I do this to myself? As, as someone who has got access to the beta I've been looking through Bielefeld and, and Fort and looking at their the season preview of the Zweiter Greuther Firth are at 16 to 1 to go up and uh, Bielefeld are at 15 to 2 meaning that Greuther yeah, Firth are by well. far the, the longer longer shot 
than Bielefeld. And I, I feel yeah. as though we should we should support the underdog here. It's FA Cup first round weekend. We need to support the underdog. I mean, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Taunton Town lost six 0 but choose yeah. Greuterfurt, okay? Uh, don't 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 rip into Taunton Town. There's yeah. spoilers <laughs> for later on the podcast. Oh, uh, but no. Yes. Also, they do have Branimir Hugotta at Greuterfurt still, and I'm genuinely stunned he didn't leave because he was like the only player who seemed even remotely capable of playing in the Bundesliga last year. And it was the case that because they were surprise promotion package. In 2020-21, they weren't expected to do as well as Bielefeld did. Were, were expected to do going into this year as well. So it's mm. probably that that too. I do have to mention the the honourable mention is Kaiserslautern, right? Oh, another yeah. team who are on the up, another side who shouldn't be in this fight. They should be back in the Bundesliga. And of course, if you do pick Kaiserslautern, you do have to repeat what they did in. I'm going to get the year wrong. 96-97 was it? And win the Bundesliga the year you get promoted. <laughs> tough one, tough one there. Very tough one. Right then, because uh, there's this thing called Bayern. Tam Brown, give us a suggestion. Well, I thought because there's there's three of us, I should do something uh, a bit funny, bit bit nice and and meme-y. So I'm taking you to to Wales of all right. places uh, because I want people to. To take over a team which is on FM23 known as Mold Alex, right? right. And it and it literally translates as as Moldy Alex. <laughs> um, the Alex is short for Alexandra, but still we're taking it. It's a football club based in Mold in Wales, and basically they have been playing at the same ground since they were founded in 1929. They were promoted into the second tier of Welsh football last season. And they're in the Cymru North, okay? Because Wales' second division is split into a, a regional setting. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was quite funny that three Alexes would, would choose a club that isn't Crew Alexandra that is named after themselves. And that no, is the only reason I've chosen them. No, that gives me a really good idea for a save. Uh, like, you know how you can do saves with, uh, like, multiple manager saves where you put a manager in? Put... One manager as Mold Alexandra, and then another manager as manager of Crew Alex, and you've got to. The aim of the save is to get them to play against each other in a competitive match, when I'm, which I'm pretty sure is only possible if you get them both into European competition. Yeah, that would be the only possibility that they could play each other. So this is the British version of Barry. Yes. Even though, oh, well, the inter-British version. Yeah, the inter-British yeah. version of the Barry against Barry. I was there going, have Barry decided to succeed from, from Brittany? <laughs> oh, yeah, have you not heard? <laughs> Barry Independence, that's what this podcast is for. Oh, dear. Uh, no, I mean, I think Barry is an altogether less popular name, so I don't think you get three Barrys making a podcast, but we'll see. If you if you are three people called Barry who make a podcast, then send us an email. We're at a thousand hours pod on Gmail. Uh, let us know, uh, and we'll Please. give you a shout-out in the next episode whenever we record it. Please tell us because we really want you on. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So. Do you think we can do an international alliance of three people <laughs> with the same name who do podcasts? Yes. Oh no. I. I think. Uh, if are we going to do a rogue shouts round next? Then if we're going with Mold Alex, because I do have, I, I have an incredibly rogue shout on my list. Uh, Woodward, do you have an incredibly rogue shout? I. I... 
I don't really know if they are rogue. They're different to the teams I've picked before, but... Rogue as in, you don't think anybody else would have chosen them because they're not in a country that someone would normally choose from. I think that's kind of what Towels is getting at. Yeah, probably. Right, I'm going to take you to Peru. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) That is is rogue enough. Uh, Mine's not that rogue. So, my, my selection... My rogue shout in my list is Peruvian first division side Atletico Grau. Now, uh, wow. a bit of context around the Peruvian first division. Uh, it's the only Peruvian league in the base game of Football Manager, and it's the worst ranked playable South American top division. So, like, there's like of all the countries, all the South American countries you can play as. All of them, their first division is higher ranked in the FM reputation rankings than the Peruvian top flight. Uh, And when the league was first formed, uh, they took the regional league for Lima, the capital, and Calao, which is like a nearby region, and just added four teams from other regions in Peru to make a national league. Those four teams uh, were Alfonso Ugarte de Chichilin, Club Octavio Espinosa, Melgar, and Atletico Grau. Of those teams, only Melgar and Athletic Gr- Atletico Grau are still in the first division and therefore still playable in the base game of FM. And Melgar are a pretty decent, are the third best team in the division, whereas Athletic Grau uh, are not uh, and have never won the first division despite being one of the inaugural members. Uh, so your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is first to win Athletico Grau their first Peruvian title as one of the most storied teams in the Peruvian First Division. Secondly, to then go on and win the Copa Libertadores. And thirdly, to make the Peruvian First Division the most reputable league in South America. I'm, I'm glad you added the third part in, because uh, interestingly enough, FM23 uh, regards the Peruvian top flight as worse than the Brazilian Second Division in yes. terms of reputation. And yes, I just it, kind of it, love... The fact that you're going up against like, teams like, uh, I think, Goyas and Atletico Paranaense, who are in the, the second division of Brazilian football, as the kind of players that you're competing for in order to get. But we all we all know about kidnapping 15-year-old South American wonder kids. <laughs> yeah, so that, this is the save for you if you want mm, to do that. Yeah, that, that, that third point would take a long time because we all know how difficult it is to enhance a league's reputation in Football Manager. But like, if you want to really sink your teeth in and go like 15, 20 seasons deep in the save, I think it's doable uh, if you take the helm of Atletico Grau. Build a nation. Build a nation of Peru back to, the, back to their former glories. So, I mean, I don't think they've got the any Inc- former glories, to be honest with you, Tam Brown. <laughs> the, In- the Incas, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> go that far back. Uh, so, so it is quite interesting you mention them because my save does follow similar lines, but it is with a, a bigger country. So do we want to go into that one? Let's go. go for it. So a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast I would heavily recommend, the Spanish Football Podcast. And on one of their special Q&A podcasts, they had a question about what how the Mexican League is viewed in Spain and in Europe. And I found it really interesting because the Mexican League is one of the most attended leagues in the world. I believe it's fourth based on overall attendance. There are some big clubs in there spending big money. So I decided to have a look. After COVID, they decided to scrap relegation um, from the top league and they've reformed the league. So 
it's going through a bit of a weird time at the moment, the Mexican League, but one of the sides who are on the inside of that top flight are called, and I'm going to get this horribly wrong, so apologies in advance, Mazatlan. Mazatlan FC there. I, I, I essentially that just sounds I like you're all... butchering the name of Matalan. I was gonna it say. does, doesn't it? <laughs> if you want to take over now, a high now. street store and get their football team to the top of Mexican football, why not? Obviously, first of all, you have to get a sponsorship with Matalan. I don't know if you if you get if you get them a new game. I hope you do, but <laughs> I'm guessing not. But when you look at all of the teams in the Mexican top flight, I believe they are the least longest tenured of all of the sides in the Mexican first division. That might be wrong and they're therefore the least successful. So, obviously, first of all, you've got to build up the Mexican League into being the most reputable league in the world. Second of all, you've got to get Mazatlan doing really well, but I'll be honest, the, the third reason I decided to pick them, and I, I was looking at another tide, can't remember who they were, I decided to go with them because their nickname is The Kraken, and oh, I support name. an ice hockey team called The Kraken. Also, if, so, you're doing, if you're doing a like a YouTube series, you can just title it "Release the Kraken." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Perfect. And you know, it reminded me of Brandon Tanev and made me happy. But that's that's somebody you're not going to know. So, very decent. Yeah. Very decent. I, I I think yeah, all three of these teams should probably go in, but that does make our life harder down the line. Yeah. Right. Oh, we'll do a top thirty. It's fine. Oh, no, no, no. We've got to cut some teams. We've got to cut some teams. Right. I hope Alex Sam Brown's got a terrible suggestion coming up because that's what we did last year. Yes. <laughs> Just get rid of Jamaica, it's fine. Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna pretty go sure it. they stayed in. They did, despite your protestations at international yeah. football. I'm not gonna go that I'm not gonna go that kind of out of the box this week. Don't, I don't I don't get international football, it's weird to me. Yes, we've we've been through the rogue shouts. Now it's time for some slightly less rogue shouts. Oh, can you hear the fireworks? Yes. Oh, is that we what just it is? Our rogue yeah. shout. Uh, I apologise for the fact that you can hear fireworks happening. I thought it was like something being me. really creaky. I'm just go, going, what's creaking right. that much in your house? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great shout from us. It's a pity that we couldn't record like a week in advance like we planned. Gr yeah, great no. idea to, um, auto to record genius. on bonfire night, right? You know. <laughs> if Woodward can edit it out, then you're not going to be able to... Mm. No, don't have a clue what I'm about. Uh, That's not editing out. Right, well... Apologies for the occasional fire. It would be, it would take podcast. two hours and it would sound right, horrible. Okay. Uh, Tab Brown, uh, what you got for us? Well, it, it, it depends where whereabouts you want to go. Um, we talked about doing an island save, whereby the team is not based on the mainland. Okay, and I've kind of got I've kind of got two shouts for this. Okay, so please go with me. And the two shouts are based on whether or not you get an extended database or whether or not you just play with the base game. So I'm going to France, and I'm going to go for, I think, a team that is a rival of what Alex Woodward said earlier. And I'm going with, uh, this is for the extended database. So normally people make an extended database for France that goes down to the Championnat National 3, which is the fifth tier of French football. And I've gone with Gazalec Football Club Ajaccio who are based in Corsica. Right. And your and your job is to nice. win the French league title based off of France's mainland, basically. And also to become better than the actual Ajaccio who are in Ligue 2. But if you don't want to go and do 
and get the extended database, then the alternative, the alternative, is FC Bastia Borgo, who are based in Borgo, again on the island of Corsica. They were only founded five years ago, and their main rival is of course FC Bastia, and they're in the Championnat National, which is yeah. the third division. But I thought just quick, yeah, go for it. Ajaccio are in league and. I, I, oh. like, I was going insane when you first mentioned that. I was like, I'm sure they got... Did they get promoted? Like, I lost the plot. Did they get promoted? Yeah, they got promoted last year. Well, then, it's even... I can't remember if they won the league or came second, but definitely there we... were in the top two. And there we go. You've you've got to get to league in and just absolutely batter... Not the true Ajaccio, because you are going to take over the true Ajaccio. Right? You're going to have to batter the pretenders. Okay? That's the yeah, challenge. the pretenders. The pretenders that they are. And if you're FC Borgo, then you have to batter the pretenders that are SC Bastia. That's a very, very decent shout. Uh, and I'm going to go... I'm going to finally, finally take us to England. Because we've all got a few English shouts. But I think we should probably scatter them throughout the podcast. So I'm going to give my first one now. Uh, and it's probably one of my... Like, one of the most basic bitch shouts we're going to get in this uh, list. Because uh, it's Nottingham Forest. Now... Um, the there's a rule with this one, and that is that you've got to turn off the first transfer window. Nottingham Forest signed too many players already last transfer window in real life. You don't need to add any more. They've already built you a squad. It's a mishmash of randomness, but it's a squad, and your challenge is to keep it in the Premier League. And then... it's more than a squad; it's a village. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you got yeah. Your short-term challenge is don't get relegated with the mishmash of a squad that they put together last summer and the long term challenge of course as with any save in Nottingham Forest is to win them the Champions League again I, th- yeah. I, I think the funniest thing is even if you don't turn off the first transfer window as, as Towel suggested you did you can't sell any players no because <laughs> the whole squad will just refuse to leave because they've only just joined mm. yeah and that's the funniest part of this I mean you could obviously <laughs> sell Brennan Johnson but that's about it <laughs> yeah you can just it is buy worth mentioning, more by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it. they did this last year as well, because I, I listened back to one of our old podcasts, and I made a reference to, I think they signed 16 players going into last year. Price. So just stop. Stop buying players. You've got enough <laughs> confessions of a shopaholic. Jesus, that's a weird reference. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> is it a case of they're going to sign 28 next year, 34 the year after? Yeah. Just going up just in increments gonna, of six. More and more. Do you know, fun fact, eight out of ten people who live in Nottingham play for Nottingham Forest. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's that's my suggestion. I'm, I'm more than happy for it to not go in the final list, but it's one that I think needed to be mentioned because I think, I, I just, I, I enjoy, like, obviously the dynamics are absolutely vital in a football manager and I like the challenge of having a team where the dynamics are going to be through the floor when you first join and trying to corral some kind of team cohesion from that state uh, so yeah don't mind if it doesn't get in the final 20 but Nottingham Forest first season no transfer window keep them up well I don't have a competitor from the Premier League I don't know if Tamp Brown's different I've, I've only got one team from England and it is not in the top four divisions oh. okay so it makes the shortlist at the very least because I do I do think Nottingham Forest is an interesting save definitely oh yeah Right then, let's Definitely. let's spread out the English teams. Uh, Woodward, have you got another foreign shout for us? Yes, I. Uh, who are we going to go to next? 
I feel like we're all going to have... Oh, actually. Ah. I realised something. Mm -hmm. So, Alex Tamp-Brown suggested a team from the Campionat National. Mm -hmm. I also have a team from the Campionat National. I forgot to mention them because... I wasn't thinking, and it's in a really convoluted list, so I, I completely <laughs> forgot. I, I was going to say, can I give a technicality? And they're in the, the fifth division and not the third division. Which is I the thought champion. the other one were in the third division. That's the alternative if you want to be a, you know, basic. I'm not going to swear on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, you can swear on this podcast. If you don't want to be a, I've, I've if you don't want to be a basic, start. if you don't want to be a basic bitch, then you go for a Gazaleka Jassio. If you do want to be a basic bitch, then you go for FC Borgo. What's basic go. about the third tier of French football? It's not far enough. I've, I've got a red star uh, top on as we're recording this, I, I, and I'll have you know. There's not enough pain. You need to go through more wrong. pain to get to Ligue 1, okay? As if beating That's PSG isn't shocking. painful enough, right? Absolutely shocking. <laughs> well, my team's from the very good, very sophisticated, very interesting... Championnat National, the third tier of French football, which you can watch for free, by the way, mm-hmm. on a URL that is so complex that I cannot be bothered to repeat it. But it's on the French Football Federation's website. They, they just pull the games up for free. I don't know if you have to be in France to watch them, but, you know, some Sponsored of you will Sponsored by NordVPN. We're not, we're not, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Some of you will know there's a, an easy workaround, and those who didn't know will know now because Alex Dan Brown has spelt it out. <laughs> anyway, so there were two teams I was considering, but I've decided to go for Nancy. Nancy are a fairly big club in France. Obviously, they're not the level of your Marseilles or your Nices. I just don't want to say PSG. Don't want to say PSG. But... You've said them now. Damn it. <laughs> Look, I've heard if you say it three times in a mirror and turn around, uh, that Neymar just comes out and murders you. <laughs> no, thank you. It's not even the murder part, it's just seeing Neymar. That's the part I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, Nancy have been a big club in France in the past. They were in Europe, I believe, as late as five years ago but for the first time in the club's history they find themselves in the third tier so there are of course quite a few fallen giants in French football at the moment one of them rhymes with Mordeaux and the other one rhymes with Montetienne or Montmetienne but I think this is more interesting because this is the lowest position Nancy have ever been in and I do find starting in the third tier unironically interesting regardless of conversations we have had on this podcast already. So, starting with Nancy, absolutely fantastic. Also, you can have the Battle of the Sexes, if you can have Nancy and Barry playing in the (laughs) Champions League final against each other. Uh, And uh, shout out to uh, Arsene Wenger, who was manager of Nancy from uh, 1984 to 87. Yeah, he was. Do an Arsene Wenger save where you have to build a new stadium and hamstring your club for the next 15 years. In all fairness, I don't think it was him who built the stadium. No. By himself, really impressive. Brick by brick, he was there. Please come back, Daddy Wings. Uh, okay. Just let's just let that that comment. Yeah, just gonna let that hang as well. <laughs> and if you want more Arsenal opinions that don't involve Alex Tan Brown, listen to the Pot Shot podcast. 
There we go. We've all taken our opportunities now. <laughs> Sounds like such a slight as well. If you don't want him, come <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, by the way, so since we talked about Armenia Bielefeld, yeah, he did. <laughs> he said that unironically. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, dear. Just thought I'd tell you, Armenia Bielefeld have had a man sent off against Kaiserslautern. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's going great. Yeah, for they're them. playing right now. Like, two of the On the Sport Times Saturday night broadcast. Hmm. Also, uh, Mr. Woodward did mention. I do want to give them a bit of an honourable mention along with Bordeaux, just because of how awful. I also mentioned Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. How awfully they have they have been over the past two seasons. And the fact so are Bordeaux... we giving them honourable mentions or are they going on the list? Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Okay. Just because Bordeaux were technically supposed to play in the Championnat National, but got off on a technicality. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They got administratively relegated by two divisions and then said, no, no, don't relegate us that far. It'll be bad for us. And then France yeah. went, okay, that's fine. And of course, I when I was going to pick Saint-Étienne, because I was originally going to pick Saint-Étienne, their end of last season when they lost to Auxerre in the relegation playoff was absolutely horrific. The, the fans stormed the pitch and threw flares and fireworks into the family stand which is where the directors also were. They weren't targeting the kids. But, you know, it's not great either way. So to take them from that absolutely horrific moment and to take them back to where they should be, it's quite good. Or maybe you want them to suffer for that absolutely awful scene and therefore you don't pick them. But, you know, it's your call. There I like are. teams who wear green. It's great. There we are. So who's going next, then? Uh, I think it's Tam Brown's turn. Oh. Yes. Then let me take you. I'm going to just carry on with with what I was doing, okay, and go with something that is so far out there. Okay, we all know that Switzerland is an interesting place, but Liechtenstein football teams play in the Swiss tier, right. um, and the obvious one is to go with is FC Verduz, mm -hmm. who are the champions of the Liechtenstein Cup and haven't lost it in about five years, six years. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got an absolute dominant chokehold over the, the Liechtenstein Cup, which means that they qualify for Europe. However, if you want to go and get an extended database for Switzerland, you can go to FC Balzers in the Swiss Second League Interregional, which is the fifth tier of Swiss football. And the best thing is, what you need to do is you need to displace FC Verduz as the best team in Liechtenstein. But that doesn't qualify you for the Champions League. Liechtenstein only get one European qualification place, and that is into the Europa Conference League. So your job is to win the Champions League. And if you lose any game in Europe, or lose any tie in Europe, you go back to square one. Okay, so you could get to the Champions League semi-final after three seasons. But if you lose that semi-final, it's another three years until you get to back into the Champions League anyway. Never mind back to the Champions League semi-final, which I just think makes this save so, so, so hard. It is one for the sloggers. In what I what analysis. I love about this is that it's clearly thought of by somebody who looks at doing athletic club and goes, nah, too easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see what I love about this is I, I, I saw like the suggestion for this save with FC Budders, I think you said it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I looked at that and thought, 
oh, what a bastard of a save. That's be horrible. Uh, and then you and know, I've just got to make it ten yeah. times harder. <laughs> You've got to make yeah. it worse by saying you don't even get to start as the best team in Liechtenstein. No, screw that. <laughs> I want you to work. By the way, this isn't even like the second best team in Liechtenstein. This is like one of the fourth best. This is the worst team in Liechtenstein that was available in last year's extended database for Switzerland. Jesus. Okay, this is how bad how, how, it what is. T- what division are they in? What tier in Switzerland are they in? They're in the fifth tier. So the second best team in Switzerland are, I believe, in the third tier. And then the third best are in the fourth tier. So you've gone... You've got, you've got to get from the Swiss fifth tier up to up to the top tier. Oh, yeah, you've still got to do well yeah, within yeah. the leagues as well as doing well in the Liechtenstein Cup. cup. Get the, through the, the conference league. Jesus. Yeah. Like, and starting out, like, below, like, like, like conference north level. Yeah. Jesus. The best thing about The best thing about the Cup, right, is the fact that FC does will play in the early rounds and they'll beat teams like 12-0 because they'll play the second team of FC Bolzers mm. and then they'll eventually play Bolzers in like the semi-final mm. as well there was one really interesting year where FC Vaduz played FC Vaduz de in the, sec- in the in the semi-final mm. which was just kind of very interesting because obviously you want your first team to win problem with that. no um, uh, yeah, I think I saw something where like a team difficult. played their second team in a competitive game and lost I can't remember what that was, where that was. It it could have been Liechtenstein. <laughs> uh, it could have been in the Liechtenstein Cup because that sometimes does happen. If you don't get sacked automatically, if that happens, I mean, <laughs> come on, what what we're doing? Oh, th- this is a this is a save for if you want to really do get sacked at some point because there's so many things you have to think about whilst trying to win the Liechtenstein Cup, which is first and foremost. In all fairness, if if they sack you because you lose in the Champions League group stages. After all you've been through, they're, they're demanding. They're overly demanding. I'll allow you to go to PSG after doing that. That's fine. <laughs> I think. You know what? I just want a simple life now. <laughs> just go and live a little. It's fine. Well, there's your safe suggestion if you want to be playing FM23 until the end of time. Uh, if you want a slightly shorter one, however, I'm going to take us back to France. I should. Yeah, I'm going to take us back to France. Uh, and I'm gonna give. This is a very similar save to the uh, Fiorentina one uh, in terms of where it might go. Uh, this is Lyon, uh, and this is actually mm. my base yes. save that I've been doing uh, in FM23, and it's been pretty fun. Uh, Lyon are, are, very, are still a very decent side, like comfortably top four in France, probably top three. But they're struggling quite a bit in real life because, um, well, their their owner, Mr. Orlas, seems to really like hiring managers who are old and not very good. Uh, so currently their manager is, I believe, Laurent Blanc. Do, do you see where the problems lie? Um, so <laughs> Yes. I mean, your, your first challenge is definitely to sell Jerome Boateng for oh. obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like, the get first, rid of genuinely, him. Genuinely, that's the first thing I did in my beta save was I sold Jerome Boateng. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they, they've got a lot of young, interesting, exciting players. Uh, Alwar is still there at 23 now. Kakare is still there. Um, the players were just coming through. So, under 20 players, they've got um, Lepinon, who's a really interesting midfield prospect he's a natural box-to-box midfielder in games so you know he's going to be absolutely battering those late 
box runs that are so OP in Football Manager these days. Uh, Malo Gusto, who is a 19-year-old right-back who exploded onto the scene in the back end of last season and is one of the hottest prospects in Europe. Though Football Manager doesn't rate him quite as highly as he's rated by Lyon fans in real life, but he's still just a really, really exciting prospect. And if you keep hold of him, will be your could be very easily a Champions League winning right back. And then, of course, there's the man who's been known, feared by football manager players in the last few seasons, Ryan Cherky, um, who is taking a bit of a hit, actually, to his potential in this game. He's not the wonder kid he once was, but he's still very, very decent. Still someone who could take you up from being a half-decent French team who should be getting to the European places to a team that can preet at the very top table of European football. Uh, so obviously this this save there's two two hurdles. The first one which shouldn't take too long is to topple PSG. Uh, though in my beta save PSG have just been absurd. Uh, and uh, in April now I am ten points behind PSG in second place. They have been mental. They beat me three nil at home last I played them. Uh, then obviously when you can topple PSG which might take you two or three seasons you're probably going to be good enough to win the Champions League if you can best PSG in the league so the secondary challenge is to go and win the Champions League and I feel like if you want to put a time limit on this I think that's more than achievable in five seasons with Lyon uh, those good players uh, th those young players like uh, Awa, like Kakare, Lapanon they're all going to be coming into their prime in five seasons time and if you can keep hold of a good young core like that, it should be not not easy. Like It's going to be a challenge, but it's eminently doable to take the core that is already there in the base game at Lyon and make them a Champions League contending, if not Champions League winning side, in five seasons' time. So I think they're a very, very good shout if you want a medium-term save this game. I, th yeah. I, I was going to say, I think the interesting thing is the fact that they last won the title in 2007-2008 mm. after winning it for seven years in a row. Right. Yeah. Th this isn't a historically bad team. They're a historically no. very, very good and, team. And of course, just... their, um, their women's team are current Champions League holders. So they are, like, mm. Lyon are a massive, massive club in Europe. So, oh, yeah. like, just taking them back to that top table of European football is a very interesting yeah. short-term challenge Definitely. and of course you've got to get somebody who can kick in a free kick from any angle possible <laughs> that, that's mm. absolutely needed mm. but, preferably called uh, Juninho uh, as well yes uh, I think you should go I with do Andy agree. <laughs> as a shout for the uh, football manager YouTube connoisseurs I was going to say, that's a very, very niche shout, that is. <laughs> I feel like it's the right audience for this podcast, though. Yeah, why not? I do agree with Leon overall, but I do have to, of course, two teams we've already mentioned, Ajaccio and Autaire, who both got promoted to Ligue 1 this year, and they're both, you know, fairly small clubs in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I do agree with Leon, though. I think that's an incredible pick. Historically as well, Ozer are a really good club for youth development, having brought through Bakari Sanya, Abu Diaby, I mm. believe there's quite a few other players that might have played for them, who were FM Wonder Kids back in the day. Like 07, 08 and stuff like that. And if you want to hear about another club that Abu Diaby and Bakari Sanya played for... There we go! <laughs> we know where to go! There you are! <laughs> okay, uh, right. There we go. Woodward, I think that I'll chip him up, you had him in. Okay, so I'm going to do the Battle of the Six-Tier Teams. I think we've all been waiting for, secretly. 
And there are two teams that I think are... Six tier in England. Yeah, six tier in England. <laughs> I think there are two teams that both deserve to get in because, let's face it, they are the exact same... They're going in for the exact same reason, but the one I've decided to go for plays in the National League North, and it is Peterborough Sports, the second biggest team in Peterborough, who have got promoted to the sixth tier for the first time in their history. They're playing in the National League North, which is weird, because I always think of Peterborough as being really, really south, but it's not actually that south, but it is quite south, especially when you're from Yorkshire, and it's fantastic. The, the city of Peterborough is absolutely wonderful. I really like it. So I'm I'm quite biased towards Peterborough, but getting them above Peterborough United, nearly got it wrong then, nearly said Peterborough Town, but getting them ahead of Peterborough United and the fictional Peterborough Town and then getting them into the Premier League, obviously, is the aim of this save. I know Alex Towles has a six-tier side himself, though. Yes, uh, I've gone with the side, the other side in English football six-tier who are in the game for the first time and uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the English Football League system the sixth tier is where English football splits and is no longer National League it's uh, National League North and National League South um, and my team is my team it's Taunton Town uh, I am from Somerset I'm from near Taunton I was born in Taunton and it's the first time that Taunton Town have been in this game and it's the first time a team that's been like within an hour of where I live has been in football manager and so this is the save that I'm going to be playing in football in FM 23 regardless of how the list goes I'm going to be doing a long-term Taunton Town save and I think I think I think I'm going to be tweeting about it occasionally on the uh, on the a thousand hours Twitter account so if you want to keep up with semi-regular updates on my Taunton save, well, of course you can listen to the podcast or I'll be dropping tweets at a thousand hours pod on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah. But, they... The, this, is, this is the highest Taunton Town have been in the English Football League pyramid in their entire history. Like, before this, they the highest they'd been is the Southern Premier 1 which was the league that they just got promoted out of. Uh, and yeah, they just... I, I, I'm i very happy that Swanton are in, in the league. It feels like I don't know a, quite what to say. It feels so emotional I, for you. I, I, just don't, I, don't have, I don't have words. Like, like I haven't done any research. Um, the goalkeeper's on loan from, I think, Southampton. He was very good when I went to watch them. Uh, I, don't, I haven't like looked at Taunton yet. I'm, I'm waiting. When, when the game comes out on Monday, as you listen, uh, today, as you listen to this, if you listen when it first comes out, I will be cracking open the full game of FM23 and loading up Taunton Town for the first time to have a look and see what I'm getting my fingers, getting myself into, because I have not done any research. All I know is they're my local team and they're in the game, and so I'm going to take them to the Premier League. I, th- I think the interesting thing about both teams is I think they're both predicted on FM to finish in a roughly the same spots within the league. Is it rock bottom by any chance? No, both both are <laughs> predicted to finish mid-table. Wow. Predicted to be the worst decent. teams. Uh, you're right, the, the goalkeeper is on loan from uh, Southampton and is the only full-time yeah. player at Taunton. Peterborough Sports also are part-time and semi-professional. And it's, it, Both of them are really interesting shouts yeah. as well. And both of them I was very, very close to adding to my list. 
but I, I, I ditched them in favour of an Alex Woodward pleasing one. Can, um, can I, before we go into it, can I acknowledge the difference between our two emotions when it comes to when it comes to the teams yeah. we pick? Because Alex Towles was going, oh, you know, they mean so much to me, they're my local team, it's so nice to see them in the game. And I was like, I like Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, like Taunton aren't my true local team. The day that Watch It Town are a football <laughs> manager is a day I will never see in my life. Like, like talk, Watch It Town are in like the 12th tier like they're in the west somerset league they are in the doldrums they're in the doldrums you've got to always watch it you can you can suggest them right because i've suggested enhanced database teams yeah but i don't know if the enhanced database goes down far enough to have watch it i I think it i think it does just i don't know i actually don't uh but no i i'm not gonna I'm not going to put myself through downloading the enhanced database just to play as the football club that I was in the youth team of. So you don't. Have I was going to say if Bowles just go with Taunton Town, they're actually after. <laughs> if Bowles was paying, then Watch It Town's even worse. <laughs> so I, I want to be controversial and put them both in because I think they're, that's fine. they're both from different they're divisions. The same. Yeah, yeah, they are right. Very decent show. So Tam Brown, what was your what was your say that's going to please me? The one that would please Woodward is uh, a sign he chose last year who didn't get promoted, and it is uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Deportivo La Coruña. No, I'm actually, I'm a two-time Champions League winning manager with Salto Vigo. I hate them now. (laughs) (laughs) No, great choice. We all all know the story of Deportivo La Coruña. They won the title at the turn of the century, well, turn of the millennium, actually, and then just fell off, like, like, a la Portsmouth, but worse. Of right. course, the key story you have to mention with them is that, they're, like like I just said, their key rival is with Salta Vigo. They're currently playing in the same league as Salta Vigo's B-side. And I can't help but think that that must be the most humiliating thing to have to go through. Because even if you beat them, it's not like you have any clout. You can't go, yeah, yeah. we beat your B-side. <laughs> well done, you god. Imagine, like, obviously FM23's got the new supporters function. Imagine mm. loading up a Deportivo La Coruña save. Uh, and like the fan expectation is like, if you do not beat Celta Vigo v- B, we will. Yeah, because that's even worse, <laughs> losing to your biggest rivals B team. Yeah, they couldn't even be bothered to field their first team against you. They're just going, which right. which they have done several times since falling down. Christ, really? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's why I chose them because I thought against Celta Vigo's B team, but also you need to you need to build them back up. I really like that pick, of course I do. I also have to mention, if we're going to talk about the Primera Division, we have to talk about Salamanca. Um, because they are absolutely, or Unionistas to Salamanca, I should say. Not the other team, who are evil. But Unionistas, <laughs> fascinating side. And since we've plucked everything out, I wrote an article about them on the Sports Blitz ages ago. So go and read that. I also oh, wrote, wrote an article sake. about Deportivo La Coruña as well. But yeah. See, I actually don't have a Spanish team in my list of ten. I have one more. Uh, but I do want to give a quick shout out to the team that are the bane of Alex Woodward's life, Zamora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, Zamora. if you want to spite him, choose choose Zamora, please. Just please See, choose. Uh, to, to give the context, to go on, go on, Woodward, yeah. give the context. So in my first year as deputy of Lacaronia manager on FM twenty one, I had an undefeated season going. I only lost once all year, and it was two. Zamora. 
and I've hated them ever since. Not really, but <laughs> I've I've always he, he been tempted. You must try to kill Bobby Zamora first. I've always been t- well. Yeah, actually, go back to an older version of the game, take over Zamora, and then behind Bobby Zamora. But mm. I've always been tempted to do them as a result and see if I can beat Deportivo La Coruña. But that would be the ultra shortest save because all I'd have to do is beat them and go done. <laughs> <laughs> So far, don't need to do any more. No, I like that pick. Thank you. I thought you'd enjoy right, it. Woodward, I think you're up next. Okay. So, I'm trying to see how many non-English teams I've got left. Okay, I've got two non-English teams and two English teams left. So, I did a, an English team last time. I'll do a non-English team this time. So, I knew I wanted to do a side from La Liga Smart Bank, the second tier of Spanish football. But at first, in fact, I won't say who I was going to pick because somebody else might have picked them. But I wanted to make it more relevant this year and I've decided to therefore go with Burjos. Now, there is nothing particularly interesting about Burjos from just looking at them. They're, you know, a run-of-the-mill second-tier side. But they started this year really really weirdly i don't have the exact stats in front of me so this could be wrong but i believe in their opening nine games they scored two goals and conceded no goals so your aim with burjos is to be the most boring dominant side in the world you've got to defend like hell concede fewer than like eight goals a season and score, like, less than a goal a game and still win the league. That has to be the aim here. It's Win every just... game 1-0. Yeah, win every... Oh, yeah, win every game 1-0. <laughs> oh, God. Just play the most boring drab football. Maybe, maybe you know, like, pick fewer highlights because you just don't want to watch that. But, yeah... They've, they've started off season so unbelievably weirdly that they just have to be a pick for this year's save. I, I, I like the chat. Who was the honourable mention, by the way? It was Racing Santander, who, of course, were promoted from the Premier Division last year and are a yeah. massive club and uh, should be in La Liga. I, I guess as well, you know, I'm going to... I'm gonna. This is bad because I don't know what league they're currently in now, but Huelva, I think they might have been relegated last year back down to yeah. the But they played in the first ever recognised game, football game in Spain against the side that are now Sevilla. So mm. they're also quite historic. Yeah. So them as well. Racing Santander were one of my honourable mentions. Mm. But because I decided to go with one team from every country, they, they missed out as a result of Deportivo. Uh, see, I, I, I've, also, I've also got four teams left that's where we're at now we've got four teams to go congratulations you're over halfway through this slog of a podcast uh but i I hope it's not been a slog i've been having a lovely time uh but i'm gonna go with the most boring suggestion that i've got left and we're going back to germany there's a goal there's a goal goal against alex woodward is showing it's against bielefeld yeah bielefeld have conceded hey bielefeld they're bad uh going deutsch this week germany I like that. And I'm going to the top of Germany. Because when I wrote this, when I when I picked my list, I said that this side was top of the Bundesliga. And this was incredibly unlikely. And your simple challenge was to replicate this. Schalke. However, 
Bayern. Since, as we record, Bayern Munich have actually gone to the top of the Bundesliga, overtaking Union Berlin, who play tomorrow as we're recording. Can't believe you've chosen so Bayern Munich. I can't Munich. say that they're currently top of the Bundesliga, which is a massive pain in my backside. Um, but... Yeah, we we all know the Union Union Berlin story by this point. Tiny, tiny club, playing in the lower leagues of German football for a long time, up in the Bundesliga, massive underdogs, been playing now in Europe regularly, had a barnstorming start to this season, found themselves top for many a week running, now dropped down briefly uh, to second, though they could still end the game week in top spot if they win their game tomorrow. Uh, and that that would be quite difficult to do uh, in in the game. <laughs> so your your simple challenge is to be better than the real life Union Berlin. That's it. As as Mick Lynch would say, support the unions. There we go. <laughs> it's a great crossover. That is. I was desperate to try and find the Union Berlin book I've got, but I can't find. I don't know where I put it. Uh, Scheiser by Kit Holden. Uh, which is a fantastic read. I highly recommend it. But yeah, obviously, Union Berlin are absolutely fantastic. I will mention this on Going Deutsch, because I have scheduled it in for this week's episode. But I also think, just because of how they've started off the season, being atrociously by a Leverkusen, are oh, another great pick. I don't want to take a job away from Xabi Alonso, or more importantly, Xabi Alonso's facial hair, but they they have been... Really, truly terrible to start off the season, even with all that talent. So, I think that's a good call too. And mm. just just for Towles' sake, Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen have also been good. Get Nicholas Fulcrew to I be the best striker yeah. in Germany, as he already is. I also want to yeah. say something just for Towles. I was looking at the Taunton Town uh, team, and because I um, I misread it. Uh, I thought you had a player called Nick Macucci, and I was there like, <laughs> "That's incredible." His real his uh, real name is Nick Macuti, right? But yeah. it's so much funnier to say Nick Macucci. Not much better, be in all fairness. He's, he's, he's a he's a fan favourite. Of, of course, he is with he's that a name. Good player. I can't remember his chant, but he has got his own chant. It's probably something interesting. Put it that way for the sixth tier of English football. It, it, and uh, in the ongoing saga of real life deciding which side of the Bundesliga team you should play with, it is now two nil to Kaiserslautern against Arminia Bielefeld. Oh yeah, um, we've got to mention that if oh it wasn't who scored, never mind. But like if you take over Kaiserslautern, you get Terence Boyd, and Terence Boyd's just amazing. So. This better not be another Josh Sargent show because we all saw how best striker in German Norwich. football, Bar Nicholas Fulcrum. Josh Sargent <laughs> has been really good in the Championship, which we all knew he was would be. Anyway, uh, that's like saying that's like saying I'm good at standing on my right leg, okay, and I'm not good at standing I mean, on my in left all leg. Fairness, all over the place. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it like in he could very feasibly feasibly have been terrible. But no, he's found some. Fun, anyway, so good we've we've him. moved he's on good. to a new American striker in Germany. <laughs> we, we, just, we, don't, Boyd. we don't care. It's now all about Terence Boyd. There we go. <laughs> uh, Jordan Peacock, eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Alex Town Brown, what have you got for us as your sick pick? I, I want to take you to a place where where Santa would call home, where Arsenal played about two weeks ago. It's uh, Burrow Glimt 
from the Norwegian town of Bodo. They uh, obviously won the 2021 Elite Syrian in Norway. And to be honest, I just love them because they play on an artificial pitch and everyone complains that they play on an artificial pitch. And also Glimt, which is uh, one of the merger towns that formed Bodo Glimt, uh, is known for the yellow kits and the huge yellow toothbrushes that supporters carry to matches. Yeah. And if that is not something that you want to see replicated in FM23, a huge CGI toothbrush of thousands of them, yeah. then you're not my friend, put it that way. If only there was a way to hear more about how Arsenal did up against Bodo Glimt. I wonder if there's a podcast <laughs> for that. Oh, there might be. Though, to be fair, we actually did do a bit about how neither of us actually watched the Bodo Glimt game. <laughs> it was a very boring game. It was a very, very boring game. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do uh, the third Taunton Town-related tangent of the of the, uh, of the the day because we're recording this on Saturday as Taunton Town did get their backsides handed to them 6-0 by Milton Keynes. Please don't tell me you've chosen MK Dons. No, I haven't. Oh, thank God. They have a team who most scream authenticity. Uh, Taunton Town have tweeted their man of the match, and it is a man we've mentioned already on this podcast. It's the goalkeeper on loan oh. from Southampton, Jack Bycroft. And if you've conceded six as a goalkeeper and still got the man of the match award, then that tells you something about how the game went. <laughs> I, I, was ho- I was hoping Bakucci got it, but fair enough. No, no, it was Jack Bycroft, who's, again, he's on loan from Southampton. Got a, got a big feature as Jack Bycroft. Anyway, uh, I'm going to. If we're going to be delving into uh, Scandinavia with the next few picks, I think I'm going to go with the my token Scandinavian team in my ten. Uh, and so I'm going to weave you a tale, friends. Uh, everyone knows the story of Östersund's FK. You know, the team that Graham Potter was at down in the fourth tier and took them through to European football in eight seasons. Only eight seasons, fourth tier to European football. That's, that's very football manager of you, Graham Potter. Uh, and then, obviously, something that's less football manager of Ostertons FK was their chairman slash director of football getting accused of fraud and other economic crimes uh, leading to the eventual downfall of the team where they to the second division in Sweden where they currently reside. However, they're not the only club from Ostersund. IFK Ostersund happened to be in the fourth division in Sweden right now. And IFK Ostersund happened to be in exactly the same fourth tier Swedish league that Ostersunds were in when Graham Potter took them over in December 2010. Uh, it appears in game as the second division N uh, when you're looking through the little drop down of leagues. Uh, so that's the one you're looking for. Uh, therefore, the aim in this save is simple, if you will. Simple in big air quotes. To replicate Graham Potter's time at Ostersund's FK with the other Ostersund's club. Surpass Ostersund's FK uh, and eventually win the Swedish League and get into Europe with IFK Ostersund. I, I rate that. Because Ostersund's FK only finished fifth is the highest uh, finish in the Osvenskan, mm. and then they're now in the Super Etan. But the reason they qualified for Europe was because they won the Swedish Cup, I believe. Yeah, Alex, have you got any? I say Alex. Other Alex who hasn't mentioned any Scandinavian teams whatsoever so far. Have you got any other Scandinavian teams for us? No. Brilliant. Then we can keep Ostersund's yeah. on the list. Yeah, IFK Ostersunda. 
I feel like the fans of Ostersund would get annoyed if we added the accent. Yeah. Okay, I've now removed uh, that from the uh, notepad that I'm, I've got. <laughs> thing is, I, I think... This is really annoying. This is one I wasn't even considering until I did my research. Uh, but then when I found it, I really want to do this save, but I've got to do Taunton. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel just because we're in the area, uh, I'd like to propose a, a third team to complete the Viking triad, if, if I may. Go on then. Right. And it's uh, Esbjerg from Denmark. Right. Mm -hmm. And Esbjerg were actually in uh, European competition. Um, not so long ago. The last time they won the Superliga was 1979, but they won the Danish Cup in 2012-2013, which meant that they were in European competition in 2013-2014, which was, I think it was the UEFA Cup back then, just before it became the Europa League. However, since then, they have gone from controversy to controversy. Okay, They were in the 2014-15 Europa League second round. Okay. So they were quite a decent team. They had players like Martin Pusic, uh, Jakob Andersson, Eddie Gomez. Decent players for for a, for a Danish first division side to have. However, they got relegated in 2017 from the Superliga after losing uh, the relegation final over two matches against ASC Horsens. And then just after one season in the second tier, they suffered the ignominy of being relegated again. And they now find themselves in the third tier of um, Danish football but that isn't the weirdest part of this okay right in the in 2021-2022 they went through a bit of a a bit of a rocky rocky time okay after Olafur Christiansen left as head coach of Esbjerg in May 2021 Peter Heibler was hired as the head coach but less than two months into his tenure, um, the players of the team had apparently demanded his dismissal after mental and physical punishments given to them. Okay. Oh. He demoted four key players to the under-19 team, and apparently Esbjerg were also reported to the Danish Labour Inspection Authority after reports claim came out that Hibbler had allegedly hit and mentally terrorised players. The following week, Hibbler came out and said that he'd never hit anyone and that he'd only tried to motivate his players. On the 24th... By the way, this is the 24th of July, this is. He appoints 19-year-old Maz Larsen as the new team captain. And three days later, on the 27th of July, new accusations came out against Hibbler, this time from Casper Pedersen, who had terminated his contract by mutual consent saying that Hibbler had created a horrible mood and had left the club due to the manager. It gets worse. The next day, on the 28th of July, Esbjerg's first team players sent an open letter to club management expressing strong distrust of Hibbler. This man hasn't even managed a match at this point, and the letter was published in several media outlets, and it mentions several times where Hibbler had physically or mentally abused the players. He was torturing his players in order to try and get them to be better. With uh, And responding to the letter, the Esbjerg board uh, representative Paul Conway said, it's so unprofessional, I've never experienced anything like this. It can never be the players who decide to get to play and who is the coach. So the board and the players are at war with who the manager was. Hibbler was eventually dismissed uh, as manager 
on 11th of August and replayed by replaced by Roland Vrabec, who was again dismissed after seven months in March 2022, with the club being mathematically out of reach of promotion. Raphael van der Vaart then became caretaker coach, and after on the 18th of March, he suffered a 3-0 loss at home to Lingby, whereby SBA hooligans threw firecrackers onto the pitch and rioted after the game, which resulted in multiple arrests, as the team were actually in a relegation battle to stop going down to the Danish 4th Division. On May 18th, 2022, SBO lost 3-2 to Fremad Amager after blowing a 2-0 lead, and for the first time in 28 years, they were relegated to the Danish 3rd tier with 8 points and to survive on an only 2 match left. This is a team that are in free fall. The players hate the board. The board hate the players. The fans hate everyone, apparently. And no one, not even the police, can keep on top of what Esbjerg is doing or happening to Esbjerg. And your job is to, first and foremost, just get everyone to start liking each other. I'm pretty sure the team dynamics are absolutely shocking. Um, but please, save Esbjerg. Bring them back. Ignore the fans, because obviously they're bad people. See, How on earth do we follow that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you literally cannot do worse. Right, it has to the be only way is up. It absolutely has to be a book, but Someone's I'll be honest. Yeah, and, and is Alex Woodward going to write his... About the research yeah. that Tam Brown has done for this podcast, Tam Brown's going to write the book. Either that or he's got the fucking Wikipedia page open. Because that was more research than I did on my dissertation. This is just my notes, okay? <laughs> it is incredible what happened. Because oh. it's just... It's, it's just in the oh, space of 18 days. months as well. I, I love How? all of this. I love all the work you've done, but I, I feel like I have to put a dampener on it. I don't want them to succeed, just based because on what hooligans. you've told me. Not just the hooligans, the board seem to be absolutely insane. So It's, it's incredible. I just, Your job is to work against the board. I root for their failure, though. <laughs> activate, the, activate the editor, turn on Tycoon Takeover... And dismiss the board. board. No yeah. problem. Okay. The board. Switch there the board, and then, I, then I'm on board with it. But uh, yeah, on board. On board. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, uh, you can tell we've been recording for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like I had to get yeah, that anyway. story off my chest for you. Yeah. Woodward. I I feel like in the interests of speeding up this podcast, I've got two English teams left, and I feel like I should just clump them together with all of my honourable oh. mentions from England as well. Which is a lot of them because England. Um, even though I cover more German football and watch more German football. Anyway, it's not the point. We don't need to plug going Deutsch again. So, obviously, as a, a big fan of German football, I really like fan representation. And I think we all know where this is going because this summer, York City became a member owned club. And originally, I was going to do Exeter because Exeter are now the highest ranked member owned club. Hang on, hang on, hang oh. on. This is the first this is the first time in the in the show that we've had a double listing of a yes. team. Yeah. Alex Tam Brown have yeah. also got York City on his list. So enough. I was I was tempted to do Exeter because they are the highest ranked member owned club in the UK now after overtaking AFC Wimbledon with their promotion and Wimbledon's relegation. But it's the fact that Yorker, even to remove my bias, the fact that Yorker, the newest kid on the block when it comes to um, member-owned, is is why you should pick them. They're in the fifth tier, they've got a new stadium, uh, or relatively new stadium now. 
Scotland. Amazing kits. Amazing kits. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the cat amongst the pigeons here. We we all love the home kit. I'm not gonna dispute that. I don't like the chocolate and cream away kit. Boo! I don't like it. I love it. It looks like the white faded in the wash. I'll be I'll like be honest. It. I prefer it. I'm not. I, oh. The Minster kit's okay, but it's not. Oh. I, I love the Minster kit, the gold detail. It's, it's so not my nice, favourite York home kit. I, I think, I just, I don't like cream kits. I think this has made me realise. It just looks like the white has been washed wrong. See, I, I do like cream kits. My other teams from the National League North, Oldham and Scunthorpe, who, obviously, Oldham, as much as it doesn't matter, it is also kind yeah, of... They're, they're in the National League, National League, not National League. Oh, did I say National League North? I'm living in the past. Yes, you do. Yeah, other teams from the National League. Armenia Bielefeld have equalised against Kaiserslautern. They're not in the National League. Really? Two all? Yeah, two all, despite the fact they've been down to ten men for most of the game. And, of course, just dragging this back to Armenia Bielefeld quickly, the one reason to manage Firth, Bonamir Hagotta, the one reason to manage Bielefeld, Robin Hack. I don't know how he's still there. He is absolutely amazing. Maybe the best player in the Spider Bundesliga. Behind Steven Skribsky and, well, of course, Terence Boyd. But, <laughs> but very quickly, Oldham, obviously the first side that were in the Premier League, as we call it today, who have been relegated down into the National League. And Scunthorpe have been relegated down to the 50th, first time in like a million billion years. And also, they're great and I love them. And please don't die. Please. So, Woodward, who is your second and final, uh, third and final English club? So, normally I do have a championship, a bit of a championship homer, but I said this at the start of the year, somewhere, I can't, don't remember where, just so much stuff, uh, I just forget, but I think League One is fascinating this year, and I know there's an easy pick. But screw that team, not picking them. I'm going for Plymouth Argyle, who are the biggest club in England, who have never played in the top flight. And I've always wanted to play as them. Uh, they're a fascinating little club. Getting them into the top flight for the first time in their history and then winning the whole thing. And they wear green. Love a team who wear green. So, Plymouth. Nice. Throw Exeter as well and loads of I mean, I'll, I'll give you my third and final English team as well. Because... Um... Rochdale are my third and final English shout, and it's very similar to Plymouth, except that they, they're not the only team in the Football League to have never played in the top flight. They're the only team in the Football League to have not won a, a trophy. Uh, they have never won wow. a trophy in their life, in, in their existence. In 115 years of existence, Rochdale never won a trophy. I did not know that. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a could be a very short save if you do well in the old Papa John's, but... Uh, yeah, your aim is to win a trophy with Rochdale. So have they, have they never won like the playoffs or anything like that? Um, no, no, not that I... So they must have... Because they were in League One for a bit, so they must have got promoted. Uh, right, yeah, second. so they got their promotions. Let me go to Wikipedia and scroll down. You've got... Uh, they got I've, I've got an idea. They runner-up and then promotion and then promotion. So, yeah. I have got a brilliant idea. Make the first trophy they ever win in the club's history the Champions League. Oh, that would be incredible. You'd have to be careful. You know? Second in League careful. One, yeah, second in the really championship. You'd really careful. Just imagine how angry Rochdale fans would be to see you intentionally bottling the championship. 
they're just about to win. No, they're just about to win the Premier League on the final day, and you just put all your defenders up front and all your strikers in midfield. <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you, you refuse to win League One, and you'll have excuses. I want the first trophy we win to be the Champions League. I mean, they're in League Two at the moment. Oh, that's even worse. You seem like an utter madman. <laughs> Gotta go from the yes, League Two I, I to love the Champions this. League without winning anything. That's horrible. Yeah, That's an this is perfect. I thought I was a sadomasochist with my balls as save, but you're worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Speaking right. Is of that you, England Alex sorted? Tam Brown, uh, yes, that is England sorted, I believe. Yeah. So, Tam right. Brown, we got. I believe we got two teams left each. Is that I've right? Got I've got one. one. You've got one. Yeah. Oh, I've got two. Uh, in which case, I will give my. Oh, no, wait, no, I, I've also only got one. Because oh. uh, I talked about Union Berlin. I just didn't highlight them on my sheet. Yeah. Right. I will shut up. Right, ready? Right, we've only got one team left each. Uh, and now we're going to do this in the best way possible. I'm going to say three, two, one, and we're all going to say our final team at the same time. Are you ready? Three, oh, wow. two, one. Casapia. What? But they're all different. They are all different. Uh, go on, Tam Brown. You can go first. Let me take you down to Olhau in the Algarve, a football team founded in 1912 who only won their most prestigious trophy. In 1924, Olhanense last played in the Portuguese top flight in 2007-08. And the only reason I know that is because FM Wonderkid in FM 2008 was Daniel Carrillo, who was on loan from Sporting Club de Portugal to Olhanense, which is why I recognised them when I was going through the Campeonato de Portugal, which is, I think, the third tier of uh, Portuguese football. And this team just needs to be resurrected. They've only got a 5,000 capacity ground, but it's just going to be so worth it when you get them up and playing in the right way. And also, red and black stripes always look sexy on a kit, so why not? Decent shout. So I feel like we need to go to my next, because they are also Portuguese. It is Casa Pia. They have been promoted back to the Portuguese top flight, the Primera Liga, for the first time since 1939. So, you know, a bit of a break for them. They've normally played a 5,000-seater stadium, but they've had to move to the Estadio Dr. Magalhães Pessoa. Sorry, I've got that wrong. Which is a 24,000-seater stadium and looks really nice, by the way. But they're also based in Lisbon. So, obviously, you've got quite a few teams in Lisbon who you can go up against long-term. And so, it's just a really interesting save to try and build the club to their newest heights and to become the dominant side in Lisbon. Oh, I'm sorry, their stadium's normally 2,500 seats. So, it's quite the, you know... Quite a big change for them. But yeah, back in the top flight, keep them going in the right direction. Very decent. Now, my, my DC United show. It's very simple. DC United were once a very good football team that won a very many things in the MLS. I'm talking late 1990s, early 2000s. They were one of the bigger, big hitters. Uh, but now they are bad. Bad with a capital B. Rock bottom of the Eastern Conference at the time of recording. Uh, they brought in Wayne Rooney to fix it earlier this year. Uh, out of Derby, he went over to went over to DC United in an attempt to fix things, and he's not doing great. Not doing a great job of that. Uh, so, can you do better than Wayne Rooney? Can you resurrect DC United? Resurrect the Phoenix? No, they're not Phoenix. Phoenix was a different side. Anyway, bring back DC United to the top 
of the MLS and win them trophies once again. Yes. So, so with those three added, well, on to twenty. Yeah. How, how many have we got, Woodward? Twenty six. Right. So we got to trim that down to twenty. Okay. And I'm, then we can I'm, be happy. I'm, I'm going to shout at towels and go. No promotion, no relegation, no opinion. So. I want DC United. Gone. I feel like we have to cut two of our own sides each. I, I feel like we need to cut some of those English yeah. sides that you put in. I think I'll cut. I'd happily cut York, right? Because I think there's better narratives that can be postulated. In. I don't want to cut York. I'm I'm being brutal. No, being no, brutal. we can't cut York because they were the only team that took yeah. suggested. Yeah, no, we can't cut Actually, York. Actually, yeah, fair enough. You've got to cut your own Actually, side. You can't cut my side too. It's not fair. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I'd cut 1860 Munich out for Alex's shout in the the bund- this one. I th- the I don't think we had yeah, we've already done that one. Yeah, we didn't oh, have yeah, we did that um, Right. Did I say Dynamo Dresden instead? You. Yes, you did. You did, yeah. Anyway, but they didn't. They also didn't got. get in because Alversberg got in. Oh my god! How many of my dig make right. it in? <laughs> okay. Um, I think. I think Leon are more interesting than Fiorentina. So cut Fiorentina. Okay, Leon Fiorentina's State. gone. Mold Alex needs to go. I'm sorry. I know it's self-depre- self-deprecation for us all, but we can't call ourselves mouldy on our own. I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm gonna call Plymouth just because. I like them, but it's not that unique to this year. They are still just Plymouth. I, I feel as though, as well, I'll cut Budo Glimpse because it's too easy to win the Norwegian top flight. It's like Sophie's choice. Jesus Christ! The thing is, I don't. Uh, I did not expect you to respond that strongly. <laughs> Good film, but my God, <laughs> right. there is literally no difference. <laughs> Having to uh, cut one of as... my nine football manager saves. As, as much as Nottingham Forest are very fun, I think we should get rid of Nottingham Forest. They're the easiest team of my list to get rid of. Okay, so that, that, that leaves me with one on more. <sighs> what have we got on that list? Good. What have we got on that list? Well, for me. No, from everyone. Oh, what have we got on that list? Well, we're down to 21 now. Calgary, Profaselli, Alversberg, Goiterfirth, Aletico Grau, was it? Mazatlan. Yeah, uh, that team you suggested from the, the editor that I couldn't quite make out the name of and therefore I didn't write it down. Was it Balzas or Ajaccio? Um, I think it was the Ajaccio one. Because then I had the... Because you'll see why. Nancy, the other team Alex Tampa suggested from Liechtenstein... <laughs> Leon, Peterborough yeah. Sports and Taunton Town, Deportivo La Coruña, Burgos, Union Berlin, IFK Osterson, Sibirg. Esbjerg, yeah. York City, Rochdale, Ohalnense. Ohalnense, yeah. Making me say things I'm not used to. This is going awfully. Caterpie. <laughs> Just I very hate... bad at speaking. Why I decide to do podcasting is beyond me. I hate to say this. And DC United. Considering we've got. Four teams from England. Should we cut an English uh, team? Have you been to DC United, Woodward? I've not been DC United. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be in DC United unless we want to be in another English well, team. Well, it'll be Rochdale, unless... York, Peterborough, Taunton, or. Who's the other team? What's another team? Peterborough or Taunton. I've only got three from England now. 
We should. We should have. No, Rochdale, York, Rush or Peterborough, or Taunton. No, no, no. Because, no, I pulled them as one. Ah, oh, right. That's fine then. Peterborough, Taunton. Oh, in that okay. case, I'm happy for the three to three English teams. To okay. Uh, in which case, let's bin off. Uh, let's bin off DC United. I'm happy to happy to lose. That I'm, I'm sorry to to kind of go the no promotion, no relegation, no. Fun. No, no, no. Well, uh, also I, just, I can't. I, I think I can't argue against yeah. that because of Mazatlan. But. <laughs> yeah. The rest I'm keeping them in teams. for me. No promotion, no party, basically, is what we're saying. No, no, I, I, I think DC United is it's, still a very, very decent honourable mention. It's, 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 oh, oh, it's a very, very honourable mention. I, I, I did genuinely, I'm not going to lie, peek behind the curtain, I tried to do this save in FM22 and I could not yeah. get my head around the MLS, so I gave up. So I think winning it on the, on that basis okay. is something I can get behind. So I'll read our final 20. And then, and I'll ask Alex Stampfound to reread the ones that I didn't write down because I couldn't quite get their name. And then, by the way, uh, I mean, they'd be losing, so, you know, that's a great argument for them, even though they didn't win. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, so our final 20, Cagliari, Provoselli, Alversberg, Greuterfirth, Atletico, Grau, Grau? Yep. Mazatlan, what was that team? Gazalek Ajasio. Gazalek Ajasio. Nancy. What was the team from Liechtenstein? FC Bolzers. FC Bolzers. Leon. Peterborough Sports. Or Taunton Town. Deportivo La Coruña. Burgos. Union Berlin. IFK. Ostersund. Spierg. York City. Rochdale. Ohanense. And Casapia. Do we want to read well, our lists? They're... Oh, okay. Yes. Well, well, I was going to we'll, also we'll read probably... our list because we did that last year. Yeah, fair enough. Go on then. So, my list Calgary, Greuterfirth, Alversburg, Peterborough Sports, York City, Plymouth Argyle, Mazatlan, Casapia, Nancy, and Burgos. Towels? My list is Nottingham Forest, Leon, Taunton Town, Atletico, Grau, DC United, Union Berlin, Rochdale, IFK, Ostersund, not Ostersunds, Fiorentina, and Armenia Bielefeld. And that means my list is FC Balzers. Gazalek Ajasio, Budo Glimt, Mold Alex, Olhanense, York City, Deportivo La Coruña, I believe I went with Dynamo Dresden then, then Provoselli, and then Esbjerg. And there we have it. A marathon first episode of A Thousand Hours. I hope you've enjoyed joining us for the ride. It's been an absolute blast. There's only one more thing to say before we do end the episode. Which of these teams are we going to be playing with? Which of these teams are you going to be hearing us natter on about all year long if you subscribe to the pod? We've already accepted that I'm going to be doing a Taunton Town save as much as the save with ISK Ostersund is tempting me. I'm going to be sticking with Taunton Town. Woodward, who are you going to be going with? Well, I'll be doing Calliary as my main save, but I will also be doing an editor-based save about making German football incredibly weird. So stick around for that as well. Very, very interesting. Tap Brown. I'm going to really dive into the sadomasochism and go with FC Balzers, because why not? Oh my god, you're never going to finish that song. <laughs> never going to finish it. But yeah, if you want to keep up with all of that, then you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're currently listening to it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at a thousand hours FM or... You can, I don't know, those are the only two things we've got. You can, we've got an email address, but that's not going to, we're not going to email out the podcast every week. We don't have a mailing list or anything. 
uh, just come and subscribe to us at a thousand. We are a thousand hours a football manager podcast on any football and any podcast platform of your choice. Please do stick around. We will be putting out podcasts at some point. Won't promise any regularity. We're all people with lives, but this has been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it because we certainly have. Uh, and we'll see you whenever the next one is. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Cheers.